You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. And uh, it's just a blessing. Now today, I am commissioned to preach to you. And so I'm going to preach something that... uh, I, I need to share, I need to talk about, uh, I'm going to teach a little bit, and, and, and they gave a handout. Did everybody get a handout? Do we have any handouts left? I'm looking at the back. Do we have any handouts left? Are we out? Is there, I'm looking for somebody. Where's Caitlin? Do we have any handouts left? Did we pass them all out? We, do we need more? Is everybody okay? Do we have pins? Okay, now here, I'm going to give you a little bit of a key. We need, we need some upstairs. We've got some, so just ushers with the handouts, and if you need a pen. Today, I am going to, it's going to be a little chaotic, because I want you to remember this message. Turn to somebody and tell them you can't forget this one. How many, how many remember what I preached last Sunday? Ah, that was a trick question. Aha, all right, good, 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 good. We had a tremendous time last week with Brother Easter. What an awesome, awesome time we had together. And uh, But today I want to share something with you. And so we're going to, we're going to treach, I guess you would say. Teach and preach combined. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but if there was one message that you you walked out of here with and you forgot everything else I'd ever taught or everything else I'd ever ever heard or ever shared, ever preached, if there was one message, today would be that message. Okay? So this is it. This isn't this isn't from my thoughts, this isn't from my editorial page, it's gonna be from the word of the Lord. So we're going to read the Word of God. We're going to stand in a moment. We're going to read the Word of God. And then I want to make sure everybody has a handout and everybody has a pen. Do we have pens? Have they passed out the pens? Does everybody have a pen? Did I miss the pens? Okay. Everybody has a pen. Make sure you don't forget the balcony. Amen. To our ushers out there, don't forget the balcony. Amen. They want to make it to heaven too. So we don't want to forget anybody upstairs. We got them. We're good. They're covered. They're awesome. That's great. All right. Let us stand and let us turn to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. The book of Acts, chapter number 2. This will not be unfamiliar to the apostolics here in this house today. And we're going to read beginning at verse number 36. And this is the conclusion, the final verse of the Apostle Peter's message after the Holy Ghost has fallen on the day of Pentecost. And in verse 36, Peter finishes, I don't know if I said the Apostle Paul, I meant the Apostle Peter, I don't know if I said that right. But Peter finishes his sermon and he says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? 
Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and a breaking of bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Is anybody glad in the house this morning? Amen. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank God for his word today. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for not only the word that we read, but thank you for the reality of the truth of what we read today, of this historical account of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, of the establishing of your church, God, among all people, that we today can be partakers, Lord. I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your spirit have your way in this house this morning. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And God, we come with gladness and we come with praise and we come with thanksgiving, Lord, today for everything that you've done today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just shout unto God with a voice of triumph and thank the Lord together today. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, I praise your name today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I need a chair. I need, I need a brother Ryan. You're going to help me today. Brother Zarita, you're going to help me today. Bring a chair. Bring a chair on up here. Amen. Amen. Sister Larissa, you're a good artist. Are you good at calligraphy? Okay, you're decent. All right. I need the biggest marker that you can find in the church office and eight pages, eight copy pages, eight copy pages, just eight pieces of paper. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them, pay attention. Amen. Amen. I need eight volunteers today. All right. Nobody volunteers, so I'm just going to have to pick and choose. Amen. Praise God. Nobody get nervous, but I want to share with you perhaps the most important thing that I could share ever, and that is this message today, the full process of salvation. That's my title today, the full process of salvation. Somebody say it with me together. The full process of salvation. Amen. Do you men have a, have a microphone? Yes, sir. Amen. All right. All right. Amen. 
All right, I'm waiting on Sister Larissa, so I won't start my message until she comes. <laughs> Amen. So I am going to share with you today eight points. These eight points are not, um, these are not my points. They are taken from a study that a mentor of mine, Brother Cliff Readout, uh, who just uh, retired from pastoring uh, the other week in Enfield, Connecticut, uh, has done, and he titled the study, Eight Steps from Death to Life. And he took it from that passage of Scripture where the Apostle Paul writes in his epistles that we are raised from death to life, that coming to Christ, we are entering into life and we're raised from death. Before Christ, we were dead to actual life, and God gave us life. Now, I know we talk a lot about we have to be dead to our sins and die out to our flesh, but Christ, when we come to God, church, this is where life begins. We don't look at it as life is over. Amen? Life isn't over now that I'm in the church. No, now life begins. So that's a radical concept. Eight steps from death to life. And he takes that from the text that we read today from Acts chapter number two. And so there are eight points. I want you to get these eight points. If you have a Bible today, how many have your Bibles today? All right, all right. Thank you, Brother Easter. <laughs> Amen. I saw some of you last week running out between Sunday school and morning worship, digging around in your car. Got to find a Bible. Got to find a Bible. Amen. Amen. And bringing your Bible to church. Nothing better than bringing your Bible to church. So the Bible, it needs to be your Bible. And so I, I don't want to offend anybody, but you need to mark in your Bible. Today is a good day to mark in your Bible. If you don't have the right pen and you're a little nervous right now and have anxiety, you can take notes, but go home. And what I share today, I want you to write in your Bible. Write it in the front page or the back page or blank page or write it right in the margins, underline, write it right within the text. I would encourage you to write it right within the text so when you open up Acts chapter 2, you can see it. And what I teach you, what I preach today, what I share today, what we talk about is everything that you need to know to have to not only make it for yourself, but to be able to teach anyone else at any other time. And so that's a beautiful thing about bringing your Bible, marking in your Bible, because if somebody asks you a question, you've already got it right there. You can open up your Bible and you can show it to them. So we're going to talk about eight steps or as I'm titling it today, the full process of salvation. Now, a lot of times we talk about that we go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 because we are Acts, book of Acts people, and Acts 2 and 38 is our, our scripture verse, and we love that. How many know Acts chapter 2 and verse 38? How many memorize that? How many you can, if you haven't memorized that, hello, you need to start right there. That's a great. And in that verse, there are three steps repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And a lot of times we jump there and we stop there, and there is more prior and there is more after that we cannot neglect. And so that's what we want to share today. That's what we want to walk through. That's what we want to go through. So Sister Larissa, as I cover a point, I want you to write in the biggest marker possible, that's pretty big, I want you to write the word, and Sister Caitlin's going to help us. She's going to put them, or Sister Monica's going to put them on the screen for us. 
each word, and you can write that down. So Luke is the author of the book of Acts, and Luke is writing here to establish the things that take place in the early church. And he's giving to us a narrative. And the book of Acts covers several decades. And so it's not just boom, 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 one event after the other. But Luke is methodical in how he lays it out and he's giving us things. So we go to Acts chapter 2 and he's setting up the first initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And then in chapter 2, he's establishing a process. He's allowing us to see something that then becomes the context, if you will, for the rest of the book of Acts and even for us today. So these eight things are powerful. They are going to revolutionize and change our life. Number one, the very first Point, the starting point. We're going to go to Acts chapter number two and verse number 36, Brother Zarita. I want you to read. This is the final summary of all that the Apostle Peter stands up and begins to preach on the day of Pentecost. Remember, to him was given the keys to the kingdom. Read for me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Therefore, let all the house of Israel yes. know assuredly. Stop right there. This is it. Know assuredly. He's summarizing everything, and he comes down to his message and says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly. Read. That God hath made that same Jesus. That same Jesus, yes. Whom ye have crucified. Yes. Both Lord and Christ. There it is right there. Yes. There it is right there. Therefore, everybody's got to know the starting point is revelation. Yeah. Yeah. The starting point is revelation. He's saying before Peter ever says repent, he starts with revelation. revelation. You've got to know that same Jesus whom you crucified, is now made both Lord, Lord, Lord of everything, Lord of lords, King of kings, God, eternal, immortal, invisible, the one that has no beginning, the one that has no ending, Jesus Christ is Lord. He is God. He is the I am that I am. But he is also not only the God above time and space, the God that transcends all. He's the God that steps into time and space. He is the Messiah. He is the mediator. He he is the high priest. He is the atoning sacrifice. He is the anointed one. He is both Lord and he is Christ. The revelation is that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. He's not just another teacher. He's not just another prophet, but he is God himself who created the earth, who looks down in our mess and says they can't help themselves so I will come down and I will help them and that word was made flesh and dwelt among us hallelujah and he was crucified and he was buried and he rose again amen the first thing we have to start with is we have to start with revelation it matters what you think about 
God. You can't trust someone that you don't know. You can't put your faith in something you don't know. You can't worship something you don't know. Amen? So the very first thing is revelation. We've got to have the revelation of who God is. That's why we call ourselves oneness Pentecostals. We're Pentecostal because we, we refer to the day of Pentecost, that experience. But we're oneness Pentecostals because we understand, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. And who was Peter preaching to? He was preaching on that day to Jews at the temple who believed the Shema, who believed in Deuteronomy 6.4. And what Peter was telling them, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. So the first thing is you've got, to know, you've, you've got to have revelation. You've got to know the revelation. Jesus said, know the truth, right? And the truth shall make you free. Amen. It's not just truth that makes you... Sister Kathy, it's good to see you today. She's back home from Florida. The truth shall make you free. Amen. Sorry. That was a little tangent there. All right. Is everybody... You got the, you got the revelation here? All right. I need somebody that's strong and has a lot of energy. Brother Owen, come on up here. <laughs> come on up here. Hurry, run, run, run. Come on up here. Yes. I know how fast you can quit. Stand right up there and you hold this. Revelation. Hold it. Hold it out so everybody can see it. That's, you know what? You need to put a number one there. All right. Is this all right today? Yes. Are you awake? Are you paying attention? Yes. Number two. Number two. What does verse 37 say? Now when they heard this. All right. Now when they heard this. What is this? Hold this up. Hold that up. Hold it, hold it right there. What is this? Revelation. Now when they heard this, the revelation. They were right. pricked in their heart. They were pricked in their hearts. Number two, the second thing that you have to have is recognition. Number two, recognition. Not only was the revelation there, but they weren't just, okay, the revelation's there and they were unmoved. They recognized something. Yes, we did crucify him. Yes, we did willingly stand by and cheer them on. Yes, we missed it. But yes, now I see. Now I know. Come on, does anybody remember when you receive the revelation of the oneness of God? Does anybody remember when you saw Jesus is God? It's not just another religion. It's not just another mythology. It's not he is actually God and he loved me so much that he came down to save me so number two recognition 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 you have to recognize now when they heard this they were pricked in their hearts recognition you've got to recognize I'm going to tell you we can come to church a lot and hear truthful preaching and never have recognition You say, well, how is that so? Have you ever come to church and thought, uh-huh, that's for them? <laughs> Amen? 
But it says they were pricked in their hearts. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost can speak to you no matter where you're at. So recognition. Number three, keep, keep reading. Read the rest of the verse. And said unto Peter. And said, do we have number two? All right, we're going quick. I need somebody else that's, that's strong and can help me out. Who else will help me out today? Who else will come up here and help me out? Mia, will you help me out? No, she doesn't want to help me out today. Olivia, are you shy? Would you help me out today? Come on up here. Come on up here. Help me out. I love these young people. Amen. I want you to stand right up there. I want you to hold this up. One, number one was revelation. Number two is recognition. Number three and said, go on, yes. Unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Yes. Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Number three is response. Yeah. Sometimes we get to revelation and we get to recognition. I recognize what's going on and we sit on it. They responded. There was a response. A response. Alex, it's good to see you today too. All the way from Spain home for the summer. He gets the award for traveling the farthest today. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good to have him today. Response, all right? So response is the third step. You've got to respond. Is this, are everybody with me here? So you've got to have a response. Do we have a response here? All right, I need somebody else to help me out. Who else is going to volunteer? Somebody... Be led of the Lord. All right, come on, Alex. You want to help me out? Come on up here, bud. Thank you, thank you. Run up here and you can stand right there. Maybe, maybe we need you all to stand in front of the baptistry a little bit because we stand back there in the light so you can go back there. All right. Now, read on. Then Peter said unto them. Then Peter said unto them. Repent. All right. And be baptized. Hold every on, hold on. So response... And then Peter responds. So they're, they're moving. There's this response. They're not sitting on it. There's an effort. They are responding to what God is doing in their life. And now Peter says, you must repent. Re uh -huh. Number four, repent. Is that right? Is that number four? Repentance. So now we get to repentance. Okay? We cannot get to repentance if we do not first have a willingness to respond, and we cannot get to repentance if we're not recognizing what God is doing in our life, and I don't even know what to repent about if I haven't had the revelation that He is God, I am not. You can say, oh, repent. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Have you ever walked in the room and something was wrong, and, 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 and I'm trying to be careful here, and you got on to your child, and immediately they were quick to repent, but you can see in their eyes, they don't even know what they're repenting over. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you can say, okay, that's fine. Well, what did that serve? How many times 
Can people come to the house of God sometimes and their life's a mess and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and they don't even know what's going on in their life. You have to know there's got to be a revelation of a truth of what happened. Peter's saying you were party, he was crucified, you were party. You have rejected God. God loved you. God came down himself and you distanced him. You rejected him. You killed him. And God is still there loving. And there was all of a sudden there was a a recognition, and then they're responding, what must we do? Repent! Now they know what they must repent over. Father, forgive me. God, change me. I'm going to change my life. There's a repentance, and when you repent, it is more than just being sorry. It is acknowledging, it's recognizing, and then it is turning. It is making an about face. It is walking away. It is making a change in your life. This is why David comes. David comes in, in, in Psalm. Where's it at? I think it's in Psalm. I wrote it down here, scribbled it down here somewhere. In Psalm chapter 139 and 23, David gets to a place. There's some things going wrong in his life. He's not really sure. And so in, in chapter 139 and 23, David prays this prayer. Search me, O God. And know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. What was he saying? He was saying, I, I know I messed up. I know I made some mistakes. I know I've got to repent, but I don't know what I did. And so, God, what I'm praying is you would show me my heart. Show me the errors of my ways. And when you show me, then, God, I'm ready to change, to make the change in my life that I need to make. There's a truth, and that's this. Change that doesn't make sense, people will always resist. But change that makes sense is welcomed. You, you, You hear it said people don't like change. They don't like change. Because a lot of times the change doesn't make sense. But when you come to the gospel of Jesus Christ and you get the revelation of what God has done in your life and wants to do in your life, you stand before God and say, God, change me. I want to change in my life. Number four is repentance. Number five. What's number five? Read on. And be baptized. And be baptized. Every one of you. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. No other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. How? For the remission. For the remission. Of sins. Of sins. Number five is remission. Remission. Not only is there repentance, but now there is remission. Remission. This is the full process of salvation. He did not love us just to leave us the way that we are. He loved us enough to change us. All right, I need need a number four, and I need a number five. Where are we at? I need somebody else. Come on up here, Adeline. Come on up here, Isabel. Amen. All right, go on up there. You're number four. You are repentance. Amen. Go up there. 
Amen. Number five is remission. He said, for the remission of your sins. What happens when you're remitted? Old things are made new. All things are passed away. He says, behold, all things are passed away. Amen. And you are made new in Christ. The remission of sins. Every sin that you have committed. Amen. That's why we see it as this. Life is not over when you come to the church. Life just began when you come to the church. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't party and do all that stuff you used to do anymore. That doesn't mean life's over. No, life began. You were raised from death to life. I'm not that person anymore. Now, people may remember me. I still, may still have a record and all that other stuff. The world may know me by certain things. But when I was washed in his blood, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I ceased to be the alcoholic. I ceased to be the liar. I ceased to be the fornicator. I ceased to be the addict. I ceased to be the slave to sin. And I became new in Christ Jesus. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. Remission. That's where the change is. We got people that know the revelation. We've got people that recognize it. We got people that are responding it and we have people living in repentance, but their sins are not remitted. And you still carry that burden. I'm going to tell you, but when I was baptized, I remember when I was baptized, it was like someone lifted a weight off of my shoulders. It was like a burden had been lifted off of me. There was something that took place. All all of the sins were remitted. And by the way, it says, you've heard me say this, remission of sins. It does not say remission of your sins. Remission of sins. Because what that means is not only the sins that you've committed, but the sins that have been committed against you are washed away. God's given you a new start. Somebody said, praise God. Praise God. God. Are you still with me today? Are are we getting bored? Do I need to go faster? Okay, go on next. And you you shall receive the gift. And you shall receive. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Number six. Are we at number six? Is receiving. Receiving what God has for us. Receiving what God wants to give to us. Receive. Now what do you mean by that? Well, God, not only does He remit our sins, but now He wants to give us things and we receive what He gives to us. We receive the gift. Let me say it in another way. We receive the gift. We don't choose the gift. We don't come to church and choose what we want. I'll take a little joy today. I'll take a little blessing here. Take a little financial blessing. I'm going to put this here. He said, yes, I'm going to give you those things. He said, but I'm also going to give you a new heart. I'm giving you a new mind. I'm giving you purity. I receive it. I'm giving you victory over sin. I receive it. Here's one. I'm giving you a spirit of holiness. I receive it. I don't hold it off. 
I receive what God has for me. What did he fill you with? He filled you with the Holy Ghost. And we receive what God has. We don't come to God and start picking and telling God what we need. He already knows what we need. We receive what he's giving to us. He, he took my sins away. Who am I to stand up and tell him what I need and what I don't need? He took my sins away. Who am I to tell him what I want to do and what I don't want to do? No, I'm now at a posture of saying, God, not my will, your will. Not my word, your will. I receive everything you have for me. I'll take it in my life. I receive the gift. Yeah. Of the Holy Ghost. So we know what that means, being filled with the baptism of the Spirit. We receive that, but we also, we receive what God has for us. We receive, yes, Lord. I receive the new life that I have, the new life that He's given me, empowered by the Spirit of the Lord, not only so I can feel good, I receive, He said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come up on you. Why? To be witnesses. This isn't, this isn't coming to church so I feel good. I receive what he wants me to do. I receive a new commission. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. All of a sudden, my priorities are not established by me. They're established by him. Oh, nobody's going to help me preach on Sunday morning here. Receiving Come on, this is the best one. Who wants this one? Who wants this one? Come on, guys. Somebody else is going to help me, Brother Gent. Can you help me run on up here? I'm going to pick on you. Run on up here. Come on up here. Have you got the Holy Ghost? Amen. Go stand right up there. Receiving. Number six. We got two more to go. Read on. For the promise is unto you yes and to your children yes and to all that are afar off yes even as many as the lord our god shall call yes go on go on go on quickly and with many other words did he testify and exhort yes. saying save yourselves from this untoward generation all right all right skip down here uh, uh, oh no go to the next verse this is good this is good stuff then they that gladly received his word faster were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Yes, yes, go on. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine uh-huh. and fellowship, and in breaking of the bread, in breaking of bread, yes, and in prayers. Here it is, look at that. And they continued, continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. This was not a one-time ordeal. This was not a one-moment thing. But after they received what God had, they continued steadfastly. Number seven, you've got to remain. Not only do you receive, you remain. You remain. I'm still here. Amen. God's still good. There is still, amen, a praise in my heart. There is still a love in my spirit. It has not diminished, but it remains in me. There's a joy. Hallelujah. There's a dance. There's a blessing. Amen. We've got to remain. They continued steadfastly in doctrine. We're not going to mess with 
with it. We're not going to change it. We're not going to reinvent it. They continued in fellowship. They continued in breaking of bread. Amen. That doesn't mean they didn't have any problems. That There weren't crazy people. Yes, there were crazy people that would come and go, but they continued. They remained. Can I put it in 2021 language? They didn't leave the church when somebody offended them. They didn't walk out when something didn't work out the way they thought it should. They didn't get sideways, but they continued steadfastly in doctrine, in fellowship, and in prayer. Well, I won't preach on that one. Do you pray as much as you used to pray? Brother Easter called us out. Do you bring your Bible to church as much as you used to bring your Bible to church? Thank God you bring your Bible to church. It's okay if you don't bring your Bible to church. There's a space for you in heaven. God's going to have pro presenter and a big screen, I'm sure. (laughs) But the more important thing is, are you reading your Bible at home? On the job. Do you know the Word? When you read the Word, are you letting the Word impact your heart? Are you remaining? Remaining. Hallelujah, or have you left your first love? Oh, help us, God. Help us. Have we left our first love? Jesus gave the parable of the seed sowing, and he said that there was some that fell on stony ground and came up quick, and the sun scorched it, and it was gone. And then there was some that fell over here and over there. And then one, he said, they fell among, it fell on, on good ground, and it sprouted up, and it was great. But then the thorns grew up, and the things of the world choked it out. Amen. We can't look back and say, yeah, I can remember when I was baptized, and I remember when I got the Holy Ghost. But are there things that have grown up in your heart that are choking the life out. Hear me today. Let me preach a little bit. You've got to remain. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not, I, I'm not one to preach. Everybody has to run the aisles and everybody has to jam, dance and everybody has to do all that stuff. You know me. I, you know my spirit. But what I am saying here today is don't let it be too long. Don't let it be said of you, oh, they used to pray or they used to worship or they used to do this. And all of a sudden now they don't do that anymore. No, there ought to be just as much of a love and a desire as there was at the beginning. Do you remember when you received the Holy Ghost? Do you remember what happened? The first time that God got a hold of your life? Do you remember when he healed you? Do you remember when he saved you? Is there something in your heart that still remains? Remains. We got to remain. Everybody say remain. 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 I I need some, I need a romaine. (laughs) I need a remaining. Somebody want to remain. Who's going to help me up here? All right, Sister Maddie, you're going to help me. Come on up here. All right. It's all right. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. And number five, Keep on going. Read on. Read on. And fear came upon every soul. Fear. And many wonders and signs were done. Fear came upon every soul. I'm going to tell you, you cannot remain and grow cold to the fear of God in your life. Give us a fear of God in our life. Doesn't mean we're a respect, a reverence, understanding. Don't be casual with the things of the Holy Ghost. Help me, God. 
Don't live life so casually that you can come to church and speak in tongues on Sunday morning and you can go out and watch anything and do anything and talk about anything. No, let there be a love of God. Let there be a conviction that comes. Let there be a fear of God that rests in me and in my heart and in my home. Go on. Read on. Apostles, many signs, wonders. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Yes. And all... And all that believed were together yes. and had all things common. Right. And sold their possessions and yes. goods and parted them to all men mm-hmm. as every man had need. Right. And they continuing daily with one accord Continued in the daily, temple. daily in the temple. And breaking of bread from house to house. Remaining, yes, yes. Did yes, eat their remaining. meat yes. with gladness yes. and singleness of yes. heart. They didn't lose what they had at the beginning. They remained. And now we come to verse 47. Praising God. Praising God. And having favor with all the people. Yes. And the Lord added to the church and the daily Lord such added. as should be saved. Yes. The Lord yes. added daily. Yes. Number eight, the final step in the process is reproducing. Yes. Good. Are you really saved if you've never touched another soul? Are you really saved if you've never touched another soul? Because there's nowhere in the process. Tracy, I don't want to embarrass you, but I love what God's doing in your life. And it's contagious. And you're so crazy and radical, you just want to grab everybody you can and drag them in here. The final thing in the process is I can't just hold this on to myself. I can't, I can't come in contact without, with my neighbor without having a desire. I can't meet the person on the road. I can't meet the person on the street without realizing I've got the answer. I know the answer. I may not know the answer to their details and their problems, but I know where the answer can be found. Right. And there's something inside of my heart that wants to reproduce what God did in me. I want him to do it in you. What God did for me, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And i got to tell somebody, i gotta, I got to share it. Do you really believe that God saved you? Do you really understand and acknowledge the power of the testimony that's in your life if you will hold it to yourself and be silent? We've got to reproduce the Spirit of God inside of our heart. Come on up here. Somebody help me. Who wants this one? Who wants this is the best one? Come on, Tracy. I'm glad you raised your hand. Yes. All right. Oh, Tabitha, you gonna help her? You come on up. I love that. You can hold one side, Sister Tracy. Come on right up. I want all of you guys to come on up here. Come stand forward. No, come forward. Come forward. Stand over here, Sister Tracy. Come on up, Maddie. Come on up. Come on, Jim. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Up. Come, on, up. come on. Look at this right here. Right here. Come on up. Look at this. Starts with revelation. Yes. And then it's got to have happen in the heart. There's something that happens is a recognition. And then we can't just sit on that. We've got to have a response. There's got to be God moved heaven and earth to come down to us. We've got to take a step. We've got to take an initiative. We've got to respond. 
And then when we do that, there comes down to this point where we understand there's a repentance, there's a change. We enact the change in our life. We, we don't, Brother Killian, we don't just blame the enemy and sit back, and we don't just blame the church, and we don't just blame everything else. We realize because of God's love, because of the revelation of who He is and what He's done, we are empowered to change. I can change. Amen. Even if the world's telling me no, even if hell and my family's telling me no, I can change because I understand understand who he is there's a repentance and then we come to the posture of receiving God whatever you have for me I'll take the power I'll take the blessing but I'll take the holiness I'll take the purity I'll take life isn't over life is just beginning and I'll receive wholeheartedly everything you have given to me what do we have remissions I'm receiving I, I skipped remission see that's a good point in my sermon because we sometimes can get the steps out of order but that does not negate the value of the step. In Cornelius' house, he preached. And what did they do? While he was preaching, they received the Holy Ghost. And what did Peter say? He said, if they received the Holy Ghost, then who am I to forbid water? Go back. And let's do this right. Yes, and their sins were remitted in the name of Jesus Christ. What was that? That's about obedience to the Word of God. You'll never have your sins remitted. You'll never have things remitted in your life if you do not submit in obedience to God's Word. And then we come down to remaining. And now we come down to where we are taking and we are, we are multiplying the church. It's got to happen in somebody else's life. So I'm preaching to you today the full process of salvation. If you never hear another sermon from me, if this was my last moment to ever preach, this is the message I would preach to you. You write it in your Bibles. You hold on to it. You, you cling to it because you can't get to the place to where you come down here and all of a sudden now I've saved many. But you lose your own soul because you walk away from the other things. You've got to have each eight of these things in your life. You've got to be living out those things in your life. You've got to be willing to say, God, I'll receive whatever you have for me. Can you give these all a great big hand? They look awesome. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stand together with me. I come to a close in this. I was teaching a little bit today, but this will take you somewhere. The Word of God will lead you into all truth. Amen. Go back and examine your light, your life against the light of His Word here. Yeah. Go back and examine your life against these things. Does the revelation, do I really have the revelation of who God is? Is there conviction in my heart, a recognition in my heart? Is there response in my heart? Is there repentance? Is there remission? Am I receiving what God has for me? Stop fighting against God and just say, God, here I am. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you today for another moment and privilege to be in your house. In my own frail human way. I tried to preach this passage that we could remember God visually and audibly and 
But God, it's more. This isn't a production. This is something to be known in our heart. I pray for every individual here today, God, that church would not just become a feel-good point in our week. But God, that this would be about life change, about eternal destiny. Let everyone that's under the sound of my voice that has never repented, let them come to an altar of repentance. Let anyone that has not been baptized in Jesus' name, God, fall into obedience to Your Word, I pray. My desire is that everyone would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in their life. But God, that we would not check the boxes and walk away, but there would be a remaining in our spirit. Stir up the gift of a burden of passion and prayer of praise and worship of life and holiness. And God, let it come to the point of reproduction, of multiplication, multiplication in the church. That God, if I never reach another soul, if I never win another soul, if I'm never reaching for someone else, God, am I really following your purpose and your plan for my life? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you today, because I preached the whole spectrum, and so I know at some point in this message it was for you, but I'm going to ask us today to begin by just responding to what God has for us. If you want to join me at an altar today, you can. We've got water to baptize. There's an altar of repentance. If you need the Holy Ghost, He's here today. If you need a renewal, He's here today. Would you respond? Come on, would you respond? You can come to an altar. You can pray where you're at. But I can't do it for you. It has to be you. In your own heart, in your own voice, in your own way. Would you respond to what God is speaking to you today? In your life, in your heart today. God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. God, I want the full process of salvation in my life and in my soul. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, would you lift your voice to the Lord this morning? Every person, every voice, every individual. God, I give my life to you. In everything, Lord, today, God. Take our life, God. Take our home today, God. Take our families, our careers, our marriages. God, everything that we have.